Hello. And welcome to episode number six of It's a Wrap. Simon and Wayne's spiffing movie review. And this week we'll be doing our usual look at the trailer park, some movie news and looking at a very good film, giving it away already, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yes. So kicking straight off with the trailer park. This week we had another request uh, to watch A Serious Man, the new film from the Coens, who are known for many films such as Fargo and what was the recent one they did? The strange one. Oh, we did do it. Uh, was it someone uh, full of actors being strange? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. That one. Uh, um, yeah, showing off our movie knowledge there. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, Serious Man. The trailer. I think it's a teaser trailer, perhaps, because coming away from it, I had absolutely no, no idea what's going on. No idea what it's about. Um, it just looked like it was a film about one man smashing the head of a serious man against the wall. Yes. There's a blackboard and some Jewish symbolism and stuff like that. But that's about it, as I can tell. I have yeah. no idea if I want to watch the film or not. I liked, as a, as a short, little weird film, the trailer was good. Mm. I liked the way that the entire thing was structured around the sound effect of a man's head being smashed into a wall. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was amusing in itself. But beyond that, I've absolutely no idea what's going on. No idea. No. So, um, using our Gertie scale once again. Yes, I go for ambivalent face just because I've got no idea. Yeah, ambivalent face for me because I think we want to see more. So that's thanks to Jonathan Broadley in Northampton, England hey. for that suggestion. Um, <laughs> next, number two, Capitalism, a love story. Yes, by the infamous Michael Moore. Mm, he's quite a large chap. He is. What do you think of Michael Moore in general, Wayne? I think he's got some good ideas but is a bit naff and execution a lot of the time yeah yeah most of the films I've seen of his I agree with pretty much everything he says but he still really irritates me mm. which makes me wonder who exactly the film's for because if you agree with him and he still irritates you then imagine what it's like if you disagree with him yeah so he's either preaching to the converted which is completely pointless unless it's just an exercise in making everyone feel great uh, because he's not going to change anyone's mind he's not going to make people reevaluate themselves because they're, he's so sort of I don't know angry yep. about everything and turns everything into this kind of attack and, yeah, yeah. And, and in this film it looks like he's going after the banks and governments and anyone who had anything to do with the financial crisis yeah um, I'll probably watch it when it comes out on Channel 4 but I think as a English comedian called Mark Thomas who does a much better job of this sort of thing yeah a touch of subtlety yeah yeah I think uh, this might be slightly better than his usual stuff just because it's focusing on finance so it's more of a I don't know general appeal thing he's, it, maybe he's not going to go down the political route quite as much in that you know he won't be focusing on one particular political point of view it's going to be this economic viewpoint which will but, take in everybody and yeah but it did seem to be the usual bush bashing in yes, the trailer yeah. so that's probably there still yeah, so that, that's just sign of the times yeah. I think um, yeah. ambivalent face but wait for it to come on TV yeah, I'll give a smiley face because I always enjoy his films they're extremely funny I'm just not sure they're any use as documentaries <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. right talking of documentaries move on to our next film mm-hmm. um, more than a game the trailer looks very dull um, yeah we didn't realise this was a documentary when we started watching it which didn't help mm. uh, but more than a game is looking at some up and coming high school I think it was uh, basketball players um, it looks very dull but I imagine if you're into your basketball mm, and stuff might like that it might work better but as someone that's not into basketball or sports movies in general it, it just looks so boring but also what's weird is that a documentary if it's done well 
even if you're not directly interested in the topic, you should still find it interesting because that's the point of it. It should introduce you to stuff you're maybe not familiar with. Yeah. Uh, this didn't at all. It just it looked so boring. There's no story there. It's just here's a bunch of kids who played basketball. They were quite good, and because of that, they became really good friends. Yeah. Which surely happens all over America every oh, day. All over the world, but <laughs> different sports. I yeah. think the most interesting thing about the trailer was when an internet explorer crashed whilst we were watching it. Yeah, that made, that livened up yeah, a bit. Brilliant. That's a bit of tension. So, there. What, what do you reckon? Oh, that's a sad face. Sad me. face. Just yeah. don't really care. I mean, I'm mm. very happy for them, but I don't really care. <laughs> it was all just like, me, me, me. I'm really happy because I can throw balls. Yay! But yeah, no, not interested. Okay. Next, the fantastic Mr. Fox. This is the second trailer now to be out. Mm-hmm. So we've uh, had a look at that one. <laughs> Indeed, uh, you'll understand that a little bit more um, if you see the trailer. Um, well, it's about a fox who's he's, fantastic. He's fantastic. Yeah, it's looking better. Yes, I think. Yes. I think the first trailer wasn't quite sure because it was a bit unexpected, really. Well, yeah, both in visual style and story and everything about it. But yeah, it's definitely looking quite charming. Yep. I think. And the trailer proudly proclaims that it's proof that Pixar don't have yes. a monopoly um, in schmaltzy cartoony comedy yeah that was a bold claim it was wasn't yeah, it it's like you're setting yourself up there yeah. quite high expectations but, but it looks quite good I mean, uh, the various actors who it's quite a, quite a good cast yeah, as we mentioned yeah. in the previous podcast I think what, what entices me about it is that it's got the kind of charm and, and the wit and everything that you expect from a Pixar film but it also looks incredibly creepy and slightly scary yeah. it's just because of the visual design they've gone for there's something slightly monstrous about everything yeah so there we go yeah fantastic Mr Fox smiley yeah. face smiley face worth seeing just for the whistle click yep yeah. yep and finally from Paris with love which from the title presumably is some kind of James Bond type spy escapade and from the trailer it looks to be uh, like an American buddy buddy special ops in Paris kind of romp uh, yeah. starring a not very well haired John Travolta and, and a fairly well haired Jonathan Reese Myers 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 uh, one of the two yes either or um, it looks alright once again I wouldn't say anything really special uh, I'd probably watch it if it was on, on TV yeah or on a plane maybe that kind of thing it, it, I don't know if it, it seems well, depends what choice of films you get on the plane that's true you might get a better film yeah like uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs mm, which I come on to in a minute yes. but it, it just yeah mm, from Paris Love looks alright but it also looks like every single film I watched in the 80s so, every single film you watched in the 80s uh, pretty much yeah didn't look anything like Ghostbusters no no but that had more than two characters any film in the 80s with two characters oh, right, okay. body movie there you go okay. exactly the same thing so, yeah but John Travolta does look quite good in it mm. so that could be worth seeing for him or maybe not. Uh, so, ambivalent face. Uh, for yeah. Me. Yeah. yeah, ambivalent face. You know, yeah. Watch it on, at some point. Okay, uh, now we'll go on to movie news. Mm. Uh, there doesn't seem to be much has happened in the past week, Well, uh, movie news-wise. You, but say, you say that, there's some kind of peripheral movie news, which isn't really to do with movies, but to do with movie people. Because, uh, of course, Roman Polanski has been arrested oh, yes. in Switzerland, mm. which is a bit weird, because it was not a very neutral thing for Switzerland to do. No. What's going on there? Are they yeah. finally taking a stand against something? Mm. you know for the first time that's quite remarkable it is it's very crazy seeing as they uh, lured him in with the promise of getting a prize at some sort of film festival thing yeah it's a bit mean that really that I mean admittedly you know he did sleep with a 13 year old although the whole circumstances there seem a little cloudy every report I read seems to say it's not quite as cut and dry as you might think right. but uh yeah, it did seem slightly strange to um, just arrest him when he arrived for this film festival. And 
yeah, there's presumably some behind-the-scenes deal going on between Switzerland and the US. I imagine Switzerland needs something from the US, so they thought yeah, they'd do they, this. Yeah, they maybe need to increase their chocolate and cuckoo clock exports. Yes, exactly. And now that the um, the Americans have got a bit of spare money, now they're not buying Scottish goods, they can spend <laughs> it on Swiss yeah. goods. So yeah, that was, that was curious news. an interesting reaction from people who said, how dare you arrest this man? He might be a paedophile, but he's made some really good films. So that's, that was interesting. Mm. But that's maybe a bit of a heavy subject to get into tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, and keeping on the theme of being arrested, uh, oh, yeah. Roger Avery, who is writer-director, he co-wrote Pulp Fiction, he directed Rules of Attraction, I think he co-wrote Beowulf with Neil Gaiman last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been arrested, well, not arrested, he's been jailed oh. for uh, drink driving, which unfortunately killed the passenger that was in his car. Oh, dear. So, yes, yeah, all quite unlike him, apparently, and very unfortunate and tragic. But, yeah, uh, shame for everyone involved, obviously, and a shame because he's a very good filmmaker when he sort of gets his act together and makes films which isn't very often and presumably it'll be even fewer times now so yeah. yes yes that's a shame well, well um, alright well to lift the mood a little bit then yes uh, Little Fockers I beg your pardon Little Fockers you know the meet the Fockers and meet the parents yes uh, can't stand it can you not no I oh okay um, I quite like them do we disagree on something we do at last yeah. marvellous um, they're making a new one Little Fockers this mm. is um uh, a long time coming um, and Jessica, Jessica Jessica Olba is going to be joining in the fun in the third instalment of Fokker based hilarity yeah you see I'd say that's three fucking films too many <laughs> well I, I, I quite like him yeah for, problem with the first one right you've got this Ben Stiller character who's a bit of an arse yeah but you presume he's going to make good at some point in the film instead the film goes off in this bizarre thing where he murders a cat covers it up never really gets found out and so it gets away with it and he's absolutely horrible He's a terrible person, and yet the film seems to think that the audience is meant to be behind him and, and cheering him on. And then it sort of finishes, and I was very confused. Yeah, but his surname's Fokker. Yeah, yeah that, that's quite <laughs> funny. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, uh, yeah bad news. Okay, so I'm very depressive this week. Okay. Um, and this, this is almost worse than the other two items, actually. Michael Bay has announced that he's making Transformers 3 which will be released in 2011. Mm, so, 1st of July, I believe, is a target date. Right, so stay away from the cinemas. Yeah. You never know, he might have learned his lesson, Simon. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's just the same. He might have gone to see Gamer <laughs> yes. and gone, oh no, let's yeah. definitely avoid that sort of scenario. Well, he might have seen Gamer and thought, oh, I didn't do some of that, I'd, I'd better incorporate that into my style <laughs> as well. But yeah, yeah, it's Aaron Kruger writing it again, who wrote the second one. Freddy Kruger? Yes, Freddy Kruger. Oh, yeah. A much different sort of film. Exactly. Uh, well, in terms of the doing sequels that probably shouldn't be made, apparently Tarantino's interested in Kill Bill 3, which seems a, a slightly curious move. What, what would Bill already been dead? Yeah, yeah. Do you just assume a Thurman going, I did it! And, and of course, Bill is dead because David Carradine died a few months back. Yeah, in so interesting circumstances. In interesting circumstances, yes. Mm. Um, so, yeah, not. That's slightly curveball there, yeah. to use a sporting metaphor. Yeah, yeah. that's baseball though, I believe. Yeah. Not basketball, no, but it's going to work better. Well, it's American though, isn't it? I'm trying to appeal yeah, to like, our, our listeners across... Yeah, they use balls. Mm. So. And in fact, there's a theme of balls in this week's episode generally. There is indeed, it's yes. a ball-based Me- episode. Meaty balls. Meaty balls. Yes. Um, my last bit of movie news, which might um, really impress people... Uh, <laughs> oh, you built it up now, it's yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, they're going to reboot... Predator. Ah, yeah. And what they're going to do is set it on the Predator planet. Which is what they should have done ages ago. Yes, and I think they're going to call the planet Predator. Predatorium. Predatorium. <laughs> um, it looks like they're going to call the film Predators, at least that's the working title. 
and the rough outline of the script is going to be a human I've got to get humans in it still somewhere mm-hmm. is transported into a jungle on the predator homeworld <laughs> is that it yeah right okay <laughs> yeah but it's been made by Robert Rodriguez so that's instantly gives it a bit of hope because he, his films are up and down a little bit but when they're good and when he's on form they're really fantastic so yeah fingers crossed I think this is something he's actually been working on since like the early 90s when he first came on the scene mm-hmm. um, but obviously at the time he was doing these super low budget films and he wrote a script for Predators and everyone looked at it and went that's ridiculous you can't do that because early 90s you probably couldn't do it but apparently now the technology is advanced and he's in a position where he can pretty much do what he wants Yeah. so yeah quite looking forward to that one yeah. and also calling it Predators is that a riff on the Alien and Aliens films in terms of the title so maybe that's the kind of route he's going down with this well, it might just be they're setting up the Predator homeworld and there's going to be more than one Predator you've got to think bigger Wayne I think well, they're setting something up here. you think so yeah I reckon so yeah well so yeah sorry not not the most cheerful news other than the uh, little Predators fuckers. and yeah little, that's not good though well it is it's going to be totally classy yeah well you can review that on your own Jessica Alba's going to be in it yeah I guess that's alright mm. maybe, maybe yeah just forget everything else and just enjoy that mm. yeah Right, okay. okay. So then, um, last week we gave you a review of what was probably, what well, easily the worst film of the year so far. Yeah, and um, I, I doubt it will be surpassed. It's always that. Yeah, in fact, fact I, I saw, uh, I read somewhere today that Yui Bold has actually made an alright film. So that means that Gamer really is the worst film of the year because, you know, Yui Bold couldn't make something worse. He must have tried, but he failed. Oh, right. So, yeah. Anyway, enough of badness. Yes, to turn it around. Right into goodness cloudy with a chance of meatballs hmm. it's a kids film yep it has over here what's called a U certificate which means you can see it if you're over four yep. without as long as you're born yeah. Right. yeah um and as far as we can tell it's loosely based on uh, a book of the same name yep um where the plot centers around Flint Lockwood who's voiced um Lockwood Lockwood by Bill Hader um He's a crazy inventor. Uh, this is Flint, not Bill. Uh, a crazy inventor in the uh, city, stroke, island, town, nation, whatever, of Chew and Swallow. Um, he invents a lot of crazy contraptions, and the film concentrates on one which goes wrong, which has the wonderful ability of taking water and turning it into food. Mm. And it goes wrong. Obviously. And then they have to save the world yeah, from fix it sausages from and food and yeah. hot dogs and stuff yeah. along the way uh, we meet a wide variety of comic lovable characters uh, Sam Sparks who play or who is a weather girl actually he's playing a weather girl she's a yeah uh, interesting yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, played by Anna Faris yeah, yeah indeed yeah Steve the Monkey who's played by Doogie Howser MD <laughs> or Neil Patrick Harris as you might want to yeah. call him or the Nazi from Starship Troopers as yeah. you might know him or, or Dr. Terrible yeah and his love songs yeah he's brilliant mm. basically uh, Mayor Shelbourne, who's voiced by Bruce Campbell, who's uh, a little bit of a hero of, of ours here, and Earl Devereaux, Mr. T. Yes, I was amazed when I found out it was Mr. T. It is awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a really funny film. Yeah, well, I'm going to put my cards on the table at the start and say this is my favourite film of the year, and I think it will probably still be my favourite film of the year by the end of the year. Uh, I've not had such a good experience at the cinema since I don't know when maybe Return of the King because that was quite a big event yeah. for me and this yeah uh, blown away but had you heard did you know anything about it or had you heard about it before pretty much we I'd, see it I'd heard a couple of little bits and pieces about it but nothing special no. um, I heard it was a, it was like an alright sort of film along the sort of this sort of new Toy Story Incredibles sort of line but I just thought it was 
it was just a laugh a minute mm, literally though because yeah. they, they always say that and then it's a complete lie it's like a bit chucklesome uh, a few bits and, and then you sit there for a bit and then maybe you laugh one more time and then you go home yeah. but this literally every scene in the film had at least one really funny yeah. thing and not like a oh, that's quite funny but like a proper belly laugh type laugh yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. and it was working for us as like you know 30 year old type people and yeah, it was working for some yeah, wee little kids. Year olds who are in the cinema as well yeah. it's just working on every level it's definitely going to be a, a, a watch it again film um, just to pick up the, the other two or three jokes mm. per scene I mean, in terms of the density it reminded me of, sort of the naked gun and airplane kind of yeah. films in terms of the density of humour but a lot more sophisticated than them because a lot of their stuff was purely slapstick and just ridiculous whereas this even though it was full of food falling from the sky uh, I don't know it had a kind of more of a more of a subtlety and the humour was quite sophisticated in places I think and it wasn't just cheap gags and kind of smutty stuff for the adults that go over the kids heads mm. it was it, it, well it's the thing it was hardly it wasn't smutty at all really it was just just good clean fun yeah and really high quality it was really good writing really good acting great animation design was brilliant yeah I mean, it, it was it, the first time for quite a while as well that I've gone to the cinema and seen stuff that I've never seen before yeah um, some of the locations it's, it's, it's yeah. all it's just I don't think we can pick the film up enough um, no really I, I mean last week we were urging you not to see Gamer and no matter how tempting it was after our bad review we hope you didn't because you know it's not worth it in any way whereas we can't emphasise enough to go see this and if you're sitting there thinking I'm not going to go see some kids film with this bizarre title that sounds ridiculous with this stupid plot uh, which is kind of what I was thinking originally as well but then I read some comments from people whose uh, opinion I respect and they seem to be loving it in a kind of surprised manner and we went to see it took a chance and we were equally surprised it was so beyond our expectations yeah I just just came out of it came out of the cinema just just big grins across our faces and I can only presume that the marketing for it has entirely focused on kids because I I really had no conception of this film coming out and I saw an advert on a bus stop and I thought oh, that looks like some silly kids film and basically if it's a kids animated film and it's not made by Pixar generally I'm pretty dismissive because it's just going to be some rubbish full of pop culture jokes that will age really badly and with some stunt casting and, yeah. and you know just kind of that lazy filmmaking uh, I expect this to be the same and then gradually I started to hear this word that it was something a bit special yeah. and it really is uh, all, all the uh, voice artists were, were really fantastic Bill Hader is, is, flint, is brilliant uh, yeah, Bill Hader timing fantastic he's some uh, Saturday Night Live and stuff in America uh, okay. which is what he's not particularly no, not, big over here yeah, not familiar um, with him Anna yeah. Faris is slightly more well known over here yeah uh, she uh, so it was Sam Smart Sam Sparks uh, once again very good uh, um, Neil Patrick Harris as uh, Steve the Monkey even though he didn't have the most complex <laughs> Uh, dialogue it's and repetitive it's joke isn't yeah, it it's yeah. the joke through repetition yeah, right? yeah. it's quite funny the first time and then every subsequent time it gets fun- funnier and funnier and funnier yeah um, and Mr. T was fantastic in it as well yeah he was because he, did, he didn't come across as Mr. T quite, usually when Mr. T's in a film these days he's just Mr. T and he's there because he is Mr. T whereas in this he actually did play a role properly yeah and yeah I mean like I said I didn't know it was him until I got to the credits yeah and then it was even better when I discovered it was yeah. him uh, Bruce Campbell um, yep yeah, top notch. He's obviously relishing, <laughs> relish. You see, yes, food based humour. There were a he lot was obviously of... relishing the role. Yes, <laughs> excellent. There were a lot of good food puns, actually. Yeah, yeah. All, all, all well, bad food puns, but you know, knowingly bad. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, go see the film. Yeah, absolutely. And the one thing that 
struck me when I went to see it is and this is less to do with the film itself but to do with the kind of event of it is it did actually feel like a film event because it's my first film that I've seen in, in 3D in 3D which is yes. uh, we just want to talk about a little bit now as well yeah because it's a curious thing um, because generally going to the cinema these days obviously we love it because we love films and we love getting the best experience you can and that's why we do a podcast like this otherwise we wouldn't do it because that would be silly um but going to the cinema these days isn't that far removed from seeing a film at home because you can get an excellent television and a really good sound system for not too much money these days obviously you can spend ridiculous amounts of money but even if you keep your budget really tight you can still get a really good experience at home so it doesn't have that kind of gulf that you had in the 90s and particularly in the 80s obviously before DVD where the cinema was a completely different thing to watching movies at home Uh, so Yes, seeing Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs in 3D gave it that extra edge. Didn't change the quality of the film. You know, the film was great, and it would be regardless of whether it was 3D or 2D. And and also, if it was a crap film, you know, the 3D wouldn't save it. Hmm. But there was something that just made it that little bit more special in terms of the experience of being at the film. And I think that's something I've missed for since I was a kid, probably, actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I thought I found the 3D. Um, it. it it, it sort of embellishes around the edges it's not going to make hmm. a, an average film great and it's uh, certainly not going to make a really disastrous film watchable um, yeah. it's certainly good to sell particularly like the, the landscape-y uh, kind of shots that was an over depth and that sort of thing wasn't as keen on all the stuff coming straight out the screen at you. I think when it was more sort of subtle 3D effects yeah, just I was, I was more setting. impressed by it yeah. um, It'll be, I think the probably the test with 3D because obviously at the moment it's, it's blockbusters and animated stuff which is always visually really busy uh, it'll be interesting to see with 3D stuff if someone's going to make a romantic comedy in 3D or some well, any sort of romantic film in 3D yes yes exactly or you know some kind of quiet drama that's just set in New York by Woody Allen or something you know something that isn't amazingly visual in your face but is, is in 3D and that'll be the test of it I think because then it will, you'll, real, you'll find out if it is actually anything special and if it's worth the bother basically yep. uh, beyond the kind of spectacle aspect but, but yep. in terms of spectacle it was good fun and I'm looking forward to seeing Avatar in 3D well, as well is Avatar going to be like a make or break kind of film for 3D because it's so much being hyped Probably. up as a big 3D experience film yeah. uh, so I think we could quite happily have seen uh, Cloudy with a chance of meatballs without it being in 3D um, because just the the, the, the humour and the story and the the plot and the soundtrack was all, was all really good so it, all, it, all, it didn't need 3D to make it a really good film no now my worry of Avatar is if they're thinking of it as doing as a 3D new immersive yeah. experience and it's conceived from the very beginning as if, this thing if it doesn't quite work then it could be a disaster yeah yeah it, it, I think I don't know if it's got I don't know if Avatar's got the ability to kind of push 3D out there and really make it big but it does have the ability to kill it (laughs) if Avatar doesn't work 3D will be dead so uh, Mr Cameron no pressure yes yes. that's James Cameron obviously not uh, David Cameron the uh, current leader of the opposition over here no no it's quite a politics night, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's it's why, yeah. That's no, where that's the news is going. Bloody Michael, um, Michael Moore Michael for you. Moore, yeah. he gets his, Get him in his program. Fat, chubby face in the yes. program. It's all about politics Infects and everything crime and thoughts. Uh, what a what, what an odd chap. Yes. So yeah, Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. You might not think it sounds cool, but it is great, and you will not regret going to see it. It will surprise you all the way through. You'll have a great time and. 24 hours later I still have a massive green plaster over my face Steve 
Yes. And I don't regret the extra price for seeing that film. No. You'd have to pay another couple no. of quid uh, to, to see the film for the 3D experience of it. And for some films, it might have been a bit narked having to pay a bit extra, but it, it just coming out of that film thinking, wow, it was, um, it was just worth it. Yeah, yeah. Cloud of the Transmeeble was brilliant. Gamer in 3D would still be arse. Okay. Yes, thanks for listening. And all we have left to say is please get in touch. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you want us to guest review any yeah. trailers or anything else like and that. And let us know what you think about the 3D experience in films. Yes, yes. Do you think it's worthwhile? Is it something that you hope is going to continue? Do you think it needs to come into the home as well? Or should it stay in the cinema? So yes, let us know. And you can email us at... Simon and Wayne at spiffingreview.com. Yep. Or you can go to our website at... Spiffingreview.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter, which is the imaginary titled Spiffing Review. So, until uh, two weeks' time, uh, there won't be one next week. Um, mind you, though, saying dates of podcasts is pretty irrelevant because you can just yes. get it as and when. Who so, knows when people are listening to this? Yeah, yeah, who knows indeed. And who knows what they're doing whilst they're listening yeah. to it as well. They might have already got back from Transformers 3 and be pissed off about it. They, they might. They might have done yes. and trawling the net to find <laughs> why they didn't do some research about yeah. how the likelihood of Transformers 3 of being a good film how likely is it going to be maybe they're going to get together maybe Michael Bay will get um, those uh, idiots from Gamer Gamer to like be assistant directors or the first art they can make the ultimate bad film they they could do yeah create some sort of void in cinema space that sucks in all the other crap now that (laughs) sounds like a good film it does it's a bit like Last Action Hero but a bit sort of inverse (laughs) yes I suppose anyway enough for this waffle Um, until next time yes go see Cloud of the Times Meeples by the next episode we expect everyone to have seen it everyone in the world yes and we'll take our cut from the producers (laughs) okay until then goodbye goodbye